Welcome to Pushing Through. I am Tate Frazier, and as always, I am joined by the kid, BJ Armstrong. He's fresh off a flight back from the NBA Combine. BJ, how you feeling? How is Chicago? Uh, and how are you taking in this playoff basketball? Because last night, I think the world was shocked. A game one shocker. Trey Young takes over the world again. Trey Young takes over the world. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what the, that's what the media is telling me today, BJ. They're, they're throwing up stats. They're saying the only two players that have ever done this are LeBron James and Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> oh, For the people at home, BJ is scratching his head right now. He's trying to, he's trying to get back to life. But regardless, BJ, how are you? Good. I, I, I'm good. Interesting game one. It's been interesting. Yes. Okay. It's been interesting now for now the third series mm-hmm. of how we are, and I say we, how the league has decided to defend Trey Young. Because, like you told us in the first, in, in the Knicks series, you said there is an unwritten rule in the NBA that you let him get his. You let the small guard get okay. his. Tradi- okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say it because in this generation, we take a literal interpretation of things. There's only been one little guy that you've ever built a team around who would be considered a pure point guard and facilitator. All the that's it. Isaiah Thomas. All the other guys have been versions of some type of scoring guard, right? Whether it was Allen Iverson, mm-hmm. and in this generation, yep. you got to put Steph Curry. Okay. Yep. All right. Let's 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 just since 1946. I know no one in your generation has watched the game other before 2000. Believe it or not, we were doing this a long time before. Okay, and I know now everyone just saying, "Oh," and you and 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 the stats. We can put the stats up against the other stats as if it's the same. No, it's not the same because Will Chamberlain and those guys. We're playing with pace and space, so it's not the same. But I'm going to play along nice with the other kids in the sandbox. As we said, 70 points is the new 50 points. It's a different world that we live in. You know, it just is what it is. The game is what it is. It's not the new because we don't defend. At one point, Tate, I could defend you and put both of my hands on you. Now, Tate, Mm -hmm. I can't even breathe on you without it being a foul. Or you jumping into okay. me and making it's it a fun. new game. It's a, and I accept it. Let's just watch this new game. Yeah, let's it's stop a comparing. New game. It, it's it's it's. Mm-hmm. I know it looks the same. Guys are still wearing sneakers. Guys are still wearing shorts. Guys <laughs> still wearing tank tops. They still had the the ball is still orange, but it's a new game now. This is what I, this is what yeah. everybody got to understand. It's 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 not the same game. It's a new game, and let's just watch this new game. Now, for whatever reason, the NBA has said the following. We're going to allow this guy, Trey Young, to just come down and play. Now, for whatever the reason is, I can't tell you what was said at this lunch. I just had lunch with Tom Thibodeau yesterday. And I'm not mm. going to start telling people what this is. Okay. I understand. And I'm going to move on. I haven't had lunch with Doc Rivers. But I want to hear Doc tell me why they decided to do the same thing 
It's the other guy. <laughs> and then if Trey Young wins this matchup, I would I would love to have the bud. I would <laughs> love to sit bud. down with Coach Bud <laughs> so that I can see maybe on my television out here in LA, it's different than what it looks like on the sideline. <laughs> but it appears to me as a former guard, if I know that the big is not going to trap me, hedge me, and I can go either way, they're not going to even push me to a side. That's a point guard's dream. But maybe this version of the NBA doesn't understand that. I don't know. I'm just on the Pushing Two podcast. I'm just a guy. So here's the thing. This kid can score the basketball, check. He can shoot it coming off left, right, check. He has an in-between game. Remember now, in today's game, we only we only stress the three-point shot and layups. Threes and layups. But we continue to yep. see the players who perform and win at in the playoffs since the beginning. They've all had a mid-range game that they needed, whether it was Kawhi Leonard, whether it was yeah. like Devin Booker. Devin Booker, Chris, Chris Paul, Paul, Paul George. Paul George. I mean, every one of Kevin these guys. Durant, Chris Middleton. Middleton. Giannis. But that's another <laughs> conversation. We said we're going to get out of here quick today. Now, this young kid, this young kid, <laughs> Trey Young, he's been fabulous. Yep. He is living the yes. point guard's dream. He has options. I'm seeing the guy shoot behind the screen. Since when do you go behind a guy who has range out to the half court? Like, I don't get it. But hey, I mean, there was a, there was a play in the game where Trey had enough time to shimmy okay. his shoulders before he took the a shot because left, no one closed. The guy's up. going right. The guy's shooting floaters. The big doesn't know what to do, and they're playing drop coverage. This is a point yep. guard, a point guard's dream scenario now for whatever reason in in three consecutive series i haven't seen anyone blitz him yet i haven't seen anyone hedge him yet i haven't seen anyone pick him I, up full court okay. I, again i'm just watching yeah no but i'm I, just I watching i see the same I, thing all i'm doing is a casual observer i'm not ready yet to say all of the things they're saying just by looking at the numbers. But what I will say is this. Let's put this in stone now. Trey Young is excellent in screen roll. Let's mm -hmm. and Trey Young has done it against a terrific defender in Drew Holiday. Okay? Yes. A guy now, who a lot of people going to the series, they said Holiday's going to be the Bud perfect said, matchup for him. Yeah, he's done it in the other series. But last series, there was really no other point guard guarding him. Ben Simmons was guarding him. Now, the Milwaukee Bucks look like they said, hey, Drew Holiday can handle that matchup. Because yeah. I didn't see the center's position for the Milwaukee Bucks even in the picture. And it wasn't just one. It was the center position because I saw Bobby Portis. I saw Brooke Lo Lo Lopez. I saw, Brooke. I saw yeah. a game plan versus him that didn't involve the center. Now, that's what I saw. And I know what I saw in the Knicks series. The Knicks, Knicks series was like, okay, he's going to score. We'll live with that. But 
Okay, it is what it is. Now, this kid can score. Let's see what it is. You would hope that defensively they'll make some adjustments, just like we said after game one with Devin Booker. Remember the Devin Booker narrative after game one? He's the – I said, wait a minute, hold on. When I saw the game, I said, they chose to just play him straight up. Mm -hmm. They made an adjustment on the defensive end. Yeah, I was going to – Game two, they're trying to force him right. You had a lot of moments, Rondo, Beverly, all they those guys trying to force him They took away something right. and they made an adjustment. That's what you, now. Yeah. That's what you saw. Ty Lu, he gets a lot of credit on the offensive end, but defensively, give Ty Lu credit. He says, "Okay, you can't stop a guy, but we can take away something." Now let's see, because yeah. I keep waiting on someone to make an adjustment against Trey Young. Maybe these coaches know something. I don't know. But this young man had 48 points on the road. He was out there playing. He it, he had so much time to shoot on many of those shots that I thought I could have shot some of them shots. As an old man, he had time. This is a playoff yeah. game. So it's not like it's not like they didn't know he was playing, wasn't playing, or was playing. He he took he 34 had time shots to like what we call <laughs> Fix the seams. He had time. So clearly, mm-hmm. the, the, the the game plan was, all right, man, we, we can handle him. But no one has figured it out yet. So I think it's time for us now to say, oh, this dude is for real. Yeah, now it's time. So I know we're going to be quick today. So let's get quick. But we don't have to bring the narratives in because we don't have to compare at some point here. Yeah. I, I wanted to bring them in just yeah, to see. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got me going good easy. because <laughs> I can't do that. But but I am ready to say after watching this young man play, he's been um, he's been incredible. Right? He's been incredible. And you yeah. know, yeah. as much as I love the bigs and I'm partial to the bigs, you know, it's nothing like good guard play. And when you have good guard play, it gives you an opportunity to win. The NBA is resembling now more than ever, like what the NCAA tournament used to be. Mm. Like, it's, 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 it's been interesting and fascinating to watch because you need terrific guard play now. I mean, you've always needed guards, but even more so now because of the way the game is played. Trey Young, I don't think anyone anticipated Trey Young's impact on the game to this level. Because when is the last time we've seen a guard? that plays like him have an impact. Yes, he can shoot, but what makes him different is he's also capable of having 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 assists in a game. That's what makes him different. Yep. He's a... Which makes the threat of a double team also even scarier because you know he can facilitate. So there's only been one now. So all of these comparisons, there's only been one that we can compare. And that's Isaiah Thomas. He is the standard of excellence for all of us little guys. They they say he's 6'1". That guy is not 6'1". You know, he's, <laughs> I don't know. Let's give him six feet. Okay? Yeah, we'll give him six feet. But so there's, if you're not comparing it to that guy, then now you're just, you know, fillers. There's only one guy we can compare yeah. to. That's it. Now- 
And now you're just talking, you know, if you're, if you're, like I said, I mean, I was laughing about that graphic I saw where it was Will Chamberlain, LeBron James, and Trey Young, you know what I mean? But it's also, it's a kudos, uh, one, to Trey Young to go on the road and have this performance, but also, like you said, BJ, all these teams at some level, even, you know, intentionally or not, there's a level of, we don't, we're going to, we're going to be able to handle him and they haven't been able to. So that disrespect, now we have to respect him. Okay. This is, this is what's been amazing to me. Now, he did it in Atlanta. I mean, he did it against the Knicks. Against, I know, one of the elite defensive coaches in the NBA. And I saw the game plan. Yep. Now, we can have another show later about whether we agreed with the game plan. But I saw the game plan. Philadelphia. We saw seven games. We saw the game plan for seven games. Yeah. Yeah. And they put the Defensive Player of the Year nominee on him. You know what I mean? And he handled it. I said, okay, Drew Holiday, he's got size. He's well, he's as respected. If you ask all of the guards, he's got to be in your top three or four. And these are all first team. I saw the game plan, which is Drew, you can handle that, and we'll just play a drop defense with our fives. So he can't get all the way to the basket. Okay. We saw the game plan, okay? It wasn't like, oh, this guy, you know, like some people may say, oh, that, you know, you know, I'm just using his name. Brooke Lopez wasn't fast enough. No, we saw the game plan. The instructions was, Brooke, you drop, you other guard, the guards who's guarding him, whether it's Jeff Teague or, or whoever, Drew Holiday, you guys do your thing, get around however you want to get around, and then we'll go from there. And we'll live with the results. Yep. That's what they said. Now, at some point here, we got to say, we got to take away something from this guy. Yeah. We can't let him play playground basketball. I mean, he he is, it looks like he's playing a pickup game and we're game one in the Eastern Conference Finals. You know, like you said, I mean, he's getting open shots. He's I mean, and when they're let when they're dropping on those screens, I mean, he has the best floater. He and Derrick Rose have the two best floaters in basketball this season, well, you know, based on the, the, the statistics. So you're giving okay, him so that let, floater too. Let me too. give you a little secret. Let me give you a secret. Let me give you a secret to a floater. Why is a floater important? The floater is important is because you want to keep Everybody off balance. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. most of these kids don't even know why they're shooting a floater. They're just shooting it because somebody told them to shoot it. But let me tell you <laughs> mm-hmm. why a floater is important. Because they're. It used to be the freshman floater. Yeah, you know, that's okay. what everyone called the freshman floater because that was like an easy go to move. Yeah. Back in the day, Tate. So I'm going to act like, you know, you guys. So I can say back in the day, Tate, before the, you know, the internet. <laughs> You had to have a floater because most of us guards had to learn how to play defense from behind, okay? Because the game was so physical that they could set screens on you and you had like three or four options. You can go under, which is called a one-man remove. You could go two-man remove, which is the big would come bump his guy and then they call it two-man remove because you're going under the guy to collect him on the other side so that the guy couldn't roll. Okay. These were all yeah. options and coverages that you just don't see today. Tate, we actually used to defend screen roll. <laughs> believe it or not, Tate, believe it or not, we actually used to say, okay, this guy's going to run screen roll. So you would go one man remove. 
The guy would go set the screen. The big had to push the guy to get him just enough off balance and give you the space so you could go between him and his. The guy set the screen and you would collect him on the other side. That used to be a defensive coverage. But now all you do is see mm-hmm. switching. Okay, so I'm going to just two seconds here. Then you would do two-man remove where you would get up into the guy. You would hold the guy so he couldn't roll Clint Capella and you would collect him on the other side. Yep. Okay, then you would fight over the top. Okay, you would try to get as thin as possible. Slink over over. the top. That used imagine that. And the big's responsibility was if he went baseline, the which they call blue. You've heard, I'm sure, blue a million times in games. Yeah. Now you know what it means. Blue means I'm going to get over the top. Make myself thin to avoid the screen. And then the big responsibility was if he does go baseline and rejects the screen like a good guard is going to do, the big is going to be there. Okay. The fourth way to defend the screen roll was you actually would trap it. I'm going to be aggressive because the big, yeah, we're coming out of the trap. Okay. I'm going to give you a little secret. Wants to be trapped by a big. Why? Because that big guy could hurt you. If you split yeah. it, he might hit you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you might get a mm-hmm. knee in the thigh or better yet, it's hard for us little guys to see over a 6'10", 6'11", 7 footer coming out in the screen. Yep. Think of this, Tate. These were all defensive principles that you had to defend against a player. So let's say in the first quarter, we go under and the guy starts shooting. We go, okay, let's change the coverage. You don't, we had options. Hey, coach, the guy got it going tonight. Let's change our coverage. Okay, how you want to play it, BJ? Okay, now, drop coverage was only there if you had a guard who could play defense from behind, meaning he would trail, get on the guy's hip, and then you would force the guy to drive to the basket. They call it funnel defense. So that the yeah, take him to the rim, and we got a big there. And, and what you didn't want the guy, your job was not to let the guy shoot the floater. Mm-hmm. Make him feel you on his hips, so okay. he doesn't go. Ron up. Harper yeah. was one of the best I've ever seen. Ron Harper mastered the art. You guys should look this up on YouTube. He knew how to play defense from behind. A lot of guards would do that. Gary Payton, Mookie Blaylock. I wasn't as good yep. at it, but I knew how to do it. All of the great guards, they knew how. Michael Jordan, how many shots you seen this guy blocking? Because it required you to have length. Yep. So your job, when I see guys shooting floaters and runners, I go, okay. They just don't know how to teach defense. I'm not <laughs> impressed. Why am I not impressed? Because it was my it was my job as a player to dictate what was going to happen out there on the floor. Yeah, Trey Young Trey is running Young basically, you know, a basketball version of the triple option. Over and in a, he, in a <laughs> screen roll. How's that happening? He can only go one way. The <laughs> yeah. screen is coming. He's going <laughs> He's going to take the screen. I'm taking this away. Like, Trey Young, you might hit that shot, but that's the shot you're going to have to shoot. This guy is crossing over. This mm-hmm. guy is stepping back. This guy is doing the shimmy. He's shooting a floater, runner, right leg, left leg. He got so creative. He was throwing passes off the backboard. To himself, yeah. So something is going on here that I'm watching going, what happened? Like, 
Did the TVs go off in the 80s and the 90s? Did they stop, did they stop watching it? <laughs> because all of these coverages are available to us. The only coverage I see now is Switch. Which I feel like America fell in love with, with the Warriors. You know, the Warriors were able to switch you one You switch five if you have Draymond and, you know. Green. I understand that one. Exactly. Don't get me excited. <laughs> I understand why you would switch. It's like, yeah, you know, like. Exactly. But they're all trying to mimic that, but they don't Draymond have Draymond Green. Green, so it makes no sense. So why are you switching with <laughs> exactly. Rudy Gobert? That don't make sense. Take, don't get me, don't get me fired up. No, Take, it's real. You, 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 no, it's real. It's real. And Derek I, Favors I, isn't Draymond Green either. So I don't why, understand yeah. Derek Favors. I don't understand Joel Embiid. I don't understand why you switching with Brooke Lopez. I don't understand Drummond. Why y'all switching? Yeah, that don't make sense to me. That don't make sense. So if I come down the court, that'd be in my area. I'm coming down the court. Bill Cartwright sets a screen on Nick Van Exel and Shaq switches on me. You're like, why? I was like, oh. <laughs> that can't be the coverage. You'd be like, okay, then I, I, I would have, I would literally, right now, if I was playing, I would turn around like, what happened to Nick? Where is he? <laughs> Did he fall down? <laughs> what happened? Why is Shaq switching on me? And then I would go over to the coach. And the coach would like, oh, that's the defensive coverage against you. What? So, but to, this is today's game, and I respect it how they play today's game. That's what it is. It that's what it is. So I don't yeah. I, I don't compare. I watch it for what it is. I respect it for what it is because I'm not playing. It doesn't make sense to me, but I go with it. But if if I if I did have Draymond Green or a player like that, I would understand why you would switch it because he is a very unique player. Okay that can actually defend smaller players. That's a very unique skill yeah. set. Now, but I'm going to give you I'm going to give you a little little gem here. He's the only one in the league that can do that. Yeah. And it seems now, like every other team is trying to mimic and copy it, but they don't have He's the only one in the line. league that can do that. But don't <laughs> tell the rest of the league because they may know something we don't know. And I'm that, no, I, I seriously think that's why the Warriors, you know, have broken basketball a little bit because they're all trying to mimic things that are specific to those players. They're all trying to be okay. Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, but that's specific to them. They're all trying to be Draymond Steph Curry. That's specific to him. I know what you, we all seeing, but I'm gonna give you a little. I'm gonna give you another gym. Gym number two. Nobody can shoot like <laughs> Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, but y'all can mimic it if you want to. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Let's Agreed. move on because we said we're going to be quick today. Let's move on. Let's move on, Tate. Go ahead. Well, I quickly just want to bring up Nate McMillan because uh, I, I know we're in the third series, like you said. We, we've gone through the Knicks. We've gone through the Sixers. Um, I just wanted to give him you know, a tip yes. of the cap because what he's been able to do with this team, and you can see the belief in Atlanta. As you watched this game last night, if we got in the third quarter, you know, they they have all the confidence in the world. And uh, I think it comes from the top. And uh, I just wanted to give him, you know, just a tip of the cap, because I, I think as much as we have talked about him, I feel like we haven't talked well, enough about him. You know, you, you, you have to say this about Nate. Nate coaches the game with a level of integrity that you respect as a player. And if you are a basketball lifer, and you enjoy the game of basketball, especially the, pro the professional game, you have to respect 
Nate McMillan because he coaches yeah. the game with this idea. I got to find the right combination to get them on the floor to win the game. That, that's mm. very important, okay? We asked our players to play the game the right way. Well, here's another thing. We, as a player, you also have to ask the coach to coach the game the right way. We can't have one without the other. What I love about Nate McMillan is he always finds the guy who has the hot hand, whether he's on the bench, my man, you know, uh, what the lemon pepper, lemon pepper. Will. If lemon pepper got it going, <laughs> we gonna roll with that. Bodanovich, you got it going tonight. We gonna roll with you. Gallinari, you got it going tonight. We go John Collins, and of course Trey Young. Whoever has it going, he gets the combination to play, and he go. He's not afraid to go to his bench. I mean, I, I always mispronounce his name. Herder, Herder. Herder. Herder had it going in game. Think about that. Herder had it going in game seven. I don't think that was in the game plan. Okay. <laughs> no, but absolutely. When not. he had it going, Nate McMillan. We kept okay? feeding him. Yeah. So I love how he coaches because he coaches the game with a level of integrity to say, I'm going to coach this game because every game is different. Uh, uh- I was going to say, I think the one thing that I've seen from Nate, which I guess feels more like what we saw, what we've seen in NBA history is that it seems like he's making in-game adjustments on the fly and he's reacting to things in the game. And then the teams that he's playing are these perennial, you know, top-seeded teams that have a formula. They have a way that they play. They're not, they're very rigid. And Nate's been able to win, you know, these games because he's making adjustments on the fly. I I, I I think this, and I want to talk to to the young coaches out here. You know, it's great to have a system. You know, you know, I, Mike, Mike Tyson said something in his genius way of saying only he can say it. He said, everyone has a game plan until they get punched in the mouth. And that's so true. <laughs> it's true. Mm-hmm. And you see, as a young coach, you, you have these philosophical ways of thinking about the game and we want to play past the ball. That sounds good on paper. But sometimes you get to the game and you got to coach the game in real time. So mm-hmm. what I respect about Nate is more so than being reactive because the game, you can't react to the game. Like if a guy comes down and, and goes on a 10-0 run, you can't react to that. You have to be in that moment and say, I anticipate that this great player is going to make great plays. And when he does make a great play, I can counter that. Okay? Trey Young is capable now, people, of having 40-point games on the road. Yep. Mm-hmm. So now we have to adjust and treat him as such. Are you ready to coach that game? When you react, it's too slow. It's like playing, it's like a two-on-one fast break. I don't react. I just I play the game. There's principles to this. If the guy mm-hmm. doesn't get in my way, I'm not going to violate. I'm not going to violate the line of deployment, which is if someone gets in my way, I pass the ball. If he doesn't get in my way, <laughs> I make the layup. I make the layup. But what I the one thing you don't want to do in that situation is react to the defense. What if he fakes you? <laughs> <laughs> what if he is a shot blocker and he baits you to think you're open and he blocks your shot? So mm-hmm. reacting and thinking, in my humble opinion, I say this with great humility, is too slow of a process. That's why the fundamentals are absolutely necessary. 
when you are defending a great player. Because if you react to Trey Young, you're going to lose. Because he's, he's, he, he's shaking and baking. He's moving and grooving right now. Right mm-hmm. now, he's doing what every guard wants. I want options. Mm-hmm. I can't give him options. No, you're going left. If I'm playing against Trey Young, because I always pretend, like, okay, if I'm playing against Trey Young, my job is to make Trey Young shoot five times with his left hand. Because I'm going to push him left. Okay? All great guards, gym number three, all great guards, they finish with their left hand. Why? Why do they finish with their left hand? Because the bigs are taught, taught to block shots with their left hand. Because normally, most of the players are right-handed. Mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving, Derrick Rose, Russell West. John see, Wall. See, 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 Tate. I'm, I'm, I'm just giving you a little secrets. I haven't seen Trey Young yet shoot a left-hand shot yet. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to push him left. I'm going to trail him. And my job is he cannot shoot a floater or a runner with his right hand. Mm-hmm. And if he makes that shot, let's live with that. How many guards have the ability outside of those guys to do it consistently in high-pressure situations? How many? Not many. Okay. If any. But I sure as hell can't allow a guy to cross over, shimmy, take the <laughs> seams, fix the seams, look around, and then, no, no, no I got to take it. This dude is a great player. Gym number yeah. four. Never allow a great player yeah, to gym be Gym number great. four. And, and I think that's that's really been the story, BJ, with with this whole Trey Young experience. Those are the rules. It's, uh, it's been the idea that he's not a great player. Those are the rules of the so game. So therefore, we have not treated him as such, right? Just by defensive schemes. Not to say that's like the attitude, but like now we're at the point where we know who he is. We know who Trey Young is. If he, if, if he has the opportunity, he's going to take 30-plus shots and have 40-plus points and have 10-plus assists if you let him. So now is now is the time to step up and try to and try to force him into uncomfortable situations. It's not just saying I don't think the league is saying he's not a great player. I think what the league is saying we don't feel because we haven't seen it often. Again, take yeah. the big thing is I I want to make sure we say this and, and and we don't get it mixed. We're not saying I don't think the league is saying he's not a great player. Clearly, he's a great player. Yeah. You don't score forty points. And win and do the things you've done without being a great player or a great talent. What they what they're saying is we don't feel that he can beat us four out of seven games. Mm-hmm. This but way, but he can. Well, he's he's he has proven it. We've only seen Tate. We've only seen it once mm-hmm. in almost seventy five years. So Tate, those are pretty good odds. <laughs> Tate, you've only seen it. Think about that, Tate. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Tate, you've only seen it once now. And the and the guy that did it at one one game, he had a broken ankle. I mean, when he was doing it. Yeah. Now, <laughs> Tate, you've only seen it once. Yep. Now, I'm not saying he's not capable of having a game or two. But we've only but you're, you're you're playing the percentages. I mean, that's that's what it is. That's what that's now. A great player is a great player. I don't care if he's Isaiah Thomas size, Wilt Chamberlain size, you know, LeBron James. I don't care what a great player looks like. 
If he's great, he's great. We've only seen a small guy once. Mm. Okay? What makes him unique and different than the other guys that are currently, we can't compare him to Steph Curry. Those guys are, they're, they're like one and a halves, or they're, they're, they may be two guards. Yeah, in a point guard size. I mean, AI played shooting guard, and you know, so yeah. Okay, we know Steph Curry, but I didn't have to worry about Steph Curry having eighteen assists in a playoff game. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to worry about AI having (laughs) eighteen assists in the playoff game. This guy, I'm not sure AI made eighteen passes. Yeah, (laughs) it's okay, but no one, no, he didn't have to. But what we know, but Isaiah Thomas and Trey Young could manage a game. See, Trey Young, if you ask me for 30 seconds taking and get me out of here, <laughs> Trey Young, we're we looking at all of the stats. Amazing stats. It really It's been amazing stats. Okay. His stats, what he did in round one, what he did in round two. Okay. Now he's averaging 48 points a game in round three in, in, the, in the conference finals after one game. What he's done is he's managed the game. Mm. It's very unique, Tate. That's why I said it imitates the collegiate game. Because at the collegiate game, if you get excellent guard play, more you time, have a chance. You got a chance. Like Kimball Walker in 2011. Okay. It is very rare that you can see a little guy manage a game like Isaiah Thomas. See, y'all looking at the numbers. I'm looking at who's managing the game. And it's he, why a guy like Rondo gets signed and gets traded for and why he helped the Lakers last bingo. year. We've talked about that. You got to have a game manager. You got to have a... Who but can it's manage? also when the game manager is also your number one scoring This after. is what makes... Trey Young... The scoring is a bonus. Yep. There's two guys I've seen manage the game better than anyone else I've seen live. Magic Johnson, because he didn't have to score... To manage the game. Yep. And the other one was Jason Kidd. Mm. He didn't have to score to manage the game. Imagine being able to manage the game and score. So Magic could manage the game, and then he would go down to the post and start scoring a little bit. And then he would Mm -hmm. go back to being Magic. (laughs) Jason Kidd could score no points and be the most effective player on the floor. Yep. And have 20 assists and 10 rebounds. Okay. That's a that's a that's 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 very rare. It's now you're in rarefied air. So you'll see some people who can just manage a game. You know, you've seen it. You can see John Stockton, you see Mark Jackson, you've seen all of these great guards. You can see, but they don't have the ability to manage the game and win the game. So this makes it very, very unique. Trey Young, I've been more impressed with his ability to manage the game. Because think about this now. And then Trey, get me, uh, uh, Trey, Tate, get me out of here. (laughs) This young man is scoring 48 points in a game. But let's look at the contributions of all the people around him. Clint Capella. John Collins. John Collins. Danilo mm-hmm. Gallinari. Yep. Hoyter. Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich. They're all involved. You understand? 
You see, Tate, I don't care about the points. The points is great. Oh, that gives you something to do. But when you look at what he's how he's managing this game now, see, this is mimicking what the great players do. See, now let's let's think and when, about and when you look at and when you look at the box sheet afterwards, I mean, like John Collins had 23 and 15. Let's look, let's, let's look at let's, let's look at Magic now. When Magic played, James Rorthy, Kareem. Was the finals MVP. Bob McAdoo. He, 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 he kept everybody involved. Jason Kidd. Yep. He, yep. You know, he, you know, Richard Jefferson was in the game. Kenyon Martin. Kenyon Martin was in the game. He yep. kept everybody. Kerry Kittles was in the game. He kept everybody yep. in the game. Van Horn. Van everybody. Horn. Okay. This is a clinic, young people. How do you manage the game? Because normally when you see somebody like Brooklyn, Kevin Durant was he was incredible. But the 48 points that he had was different than Trey's 48. Because no one else was in the game. Yep. You understand the difference here? Yep. See, both of them have 48 or 50 points. But KD's was solo. Trey Young, everybody's eating. He he's like a car dealer in Vegas. One for you, one for you, one for you. Oh, I'm gonna skip me this time. One for you, one for you. I'm gonna skip you, and I'm gonna hit this three. Yeah, I'm gonna skip you now. Okay, big fella, get rolling. Boom, boom, boom. Back to me. Yep. That is what we should be discussing. His ability to manage the game as a pure game manager. Because game seven it. against Philly, he was, I mean, one for 15 from the floor. I mean, he wasn't scoring. But he, was, he managed the game. The yep. ball got to where it was supposed to get to, which was who? John Collins or any of these other guys. Yeah. My man, Hoyter. Herder, yeah. Herder. Why did yeah. I call him Hoyter? Herder. <laughs> My man got the ball. So yep. his ability to manage has been, okay. Now, the reason that's special is because we don't see this and associate a score with this skill set. This is what they're underestimating with Trey Young. Because when you play against a game manager, you have to defend him differently. Because the game manager, you got to disrupt the game manager. He's like the, he's like the, the train conductor. All aboard! <laughs> you got to disrupt this start time. You got to make this guy late. You got to get make this guy say, oh, I got to speed up the train now to get back on schedule. You got to disrupt him. Don't worry or about give, his scoring. Or give up the ball. I mean, like, like we were talking about, picking him up full court. Like, get the ball out of his hands. I'm not worried about picking up. See, if you take the ball out of his hands, then you put him in a situation with a live dribble when he catches it on the two pass. So you got to be careful with guys like this. He's a very, this is a very unique problem that requires a level of sophistication that I haven't seen anyone execute yet. Okay, so I'm going to go back to my example mm. of what I've seen. We played against Magic Johnson in the NBA Finals. We put our best defender on Magic Johnson. His name was Michael Jordan. The Lakers win game one. We got Michael Jordan or Magic Johnson. Michael Jordan, we come back in game two, Michael Jordan gets in foul trouble. 
we're forced to make an in-game decision right then and there, which wasn't in the playbook. <laughs> okay. Scottie Pippen disrupts Magic Johnson's ability to manage the game. With the length. Okay. We didn't do anything different other than we attacked his ability to manage the game. Yeah. When he's worried about Scotty all up in his grill and now, he, now he's now all the things. It's not, no, 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 yeah. no. Scotty, just take away something from Magic so that he can't totally manage the game. This is the part of the game we don't appreciate and understand. This is why these guys are basketball geniuses. We only look at the stats. Magic, let me manage the game. Okay, let me, let, Magic come down. Okay, let me get Vladi going. Okay, Vladi got a couple baskets. Okay, he's feeling good about it. So, okay, let me come down. Let me get James Worthy in the post. Let me create the mismatch that I want because can't nobody stop me from doing what I really want to do. Scottie Pippen, being a guard himself, understood the game within the game, which required a level of sophistication that most aren't understanding. He disrupted the flow of the game. So suddenly, Magic, we knew that Magic had to get to a certain angle to pass the ball to the other four guys. Think about that. Magic Johnson, like Trey Young, like Jason Kidd, comes down and Nate McMillan, who played point guard. So I'm going to give you this level of sophistication in which the game is being played at right now. Nate McMillan. See, we don't know why Nate is doing such a great job. Let me tell you why. Gym number five. As a point guard, if you are a true point guard, you will appreciate what I'm about to say. Because not many people know this. If you are a true point guard, you want to have the ability to pass the ball to the other four guys 100% of the time. A hundred. He gives Trey Young counters to every defensive set you will do and gives him options to pass the ball. You can pass it to the role guy. You can pass it to the guy that's going to replace. You can pass it to the guy in the corner. And he puts those guys in his position. And by the way, Trey, because you're so good, you can even pass it to yourself and do a little shimmy if you so desire. You see, Magic Johnson, brilliance. Yeah, he the fancy passes and the no look, that was all great. That was great for the highlights. He was so big, he could pass it to the other four guys 100% of the time. That's the difference between him and John Stockton. Because John With Stockton was in his airspace. Yeah. John Stockton wasn't tall enough to do it. Yeah. Jason Kidd was tall enough to do it. Yep. Now, with the spacing of the game, because we're essentially playing a game now where there's no big, Trey Young can actually pass it to the other four guys, including himself, from the three-point line. He can get to the basket himself. He's got an in-between game, and he's got all these options. You mm -hmm. can't take away all of that if you got a guy who can do it. You understand? So Nate McMillan's true excellence is not what he's doing, play calling. He's put the ball in a guy who has the talent to do that. We have, we've only seen that once. And empowered him okay. in that position. Now, the reason Isaiah Thomas was able to do it was why? Because Bill Lambeer 
was literally one of the first guys who was really a stretch player as a five, mm -hmm. which always allowed the guard to have the ability to attack the basket. So now we want to cut pace and space. The Detroit Pistons was a great defensive team. The reason the Detroit Pistons were so tough is because you couldn't defend Isaiah Thomas because he always had the ability 100% of the time to attack the basket. Do you know how hard that would be to defend somebody who could actually drive it on you 100% of the time? And, and you're trying to keep him in front of you. Yeah. And those guys could set screens, pick and pop. He could shoot from behind. He could shoot around. He had a floater. He had. A, does this remind you of what you're seeing now, Tate? Imagine, yeah. Tate, I had to prepare as a young player against that. So I understand Trey Young. I've seen this before. They might have not seen it before. You might have not seen this before. Oh, wow. Isn't this amazing? Same game, just on repeat. Mm -hmm. I haven't. I don't follow people online, but I bet you Isaiah Thomas is having a field day with this because he's seeing himself. Yeah. He's seeing himself right now. Because he was a scorer. He was probably AI before AI if you just turned him loose. But his true brilliance was his ability to manage time and score. Yeah. Trey Young has been brilliant. He's been brilliant. Nate McMillan understands that. And he's exploiting it. And I don't know if anybody yet has figured it out. I think Doc Rivers understood it. I think Doc Rivers saw it. But Doc Rivers didn't have a point guard who could actually get out there and do it. You can't just He didn't guard. have a counter. Yeah. You, you just can't put a big because bigs don't know how to defend guards and vice versa. That's like me having to defend somebody on the post. That's not my... I, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little uncomfortable there. Ben Simmons, by the eye, you go, well, he's 6'10". He should be able to defend this guy. No. Ben Simmons doesn't feel comfortable in those angles on the floor. Yep. He doesn't feel comfortable. So defending Trey Young with Ben Simmons advantage, Trey Young. As crazy as that sounds. And I'm telling you as a guard, that that's what made Scottie Pippen so unique. Scottie Pippen was really a point guard. He was just trapped in that 6'9", or 6'10", whatever body. He was literally a point guard. He understood the angles. Yeah. That's why you could put him on Magic and he could be disruptive. He understood. Because he knew where Magic was going. Speak to him, He Tate. knows where the angles are. Keep yeah. giving him gems, Tate. Keep giving him gems, Tate. <laughs> Let them talk about the stats. That's all you yeah. can talk about. That's, all, that's Because this part of the game, people don't understand what Nate is doing. Think about, Tate, think about this. If I put you in a game and said, Nate, Tate, I'm going to give you every option available to you on the floor and you just choose which one you want. You're going to be okay, Tate. Mm -hmm. You can pass it to those four guys if you want. I got choices. Can, and you can shoot yeah. if you want. And you don't have to worry about the defense taking away anything from you. Trey Young right now is probably in the ice bath going, when is game two going to start? I can't wait to play. <laughs> Agreed. As a game manager, I'm saying, oh, wow, this guy's got every option available to him. I'm excited for him. I'm excited for him. This guy has everything. But the most important thing is he has a skill set to execute it.
Sometimes yeah. you can see things, but you don't have the skill to do it. This young man has the skill. He's got the skill. Give him credit, but give his coaches credit. Nate, Gary Payton was no accident. Nate McMillan, this is no accident with Trey Young. Nate McMillan know what he's doing on that sideline. Because that's what, that's what Nate did. Nate was a game manager. He's managing the game right now as a coach. Think yeah. about that tape. If you draw up a play, and then let's move on, and you knew that you was going to have – the only reason that play wasn't going to work is because you missed the shot. You feel good about the play. Yeah. That's the Atlanta Hawks right now. Nate draws up a play, and he goes, well, I, I know we're going to run it. Now, if the shot goes in, woohoo, we win. If the shot doesn't, great play. Think yeah. about that. Nate McMillan is not concerned at all on what, what you're going to take away from him because Trey Young has all the options. Mm. You and I could be the assistant coach right now. <laughs> you and I right now because he doesn't have to worry about you taking away anything. Yep. That's He's high-fiving on the bench. That's the brilliance of Trey Young right now. No one has taken away anything from him. Mm-hmm. Anything. And I'm going to end it with this. And when you play against this great player, I've only seen one guy do it, Isaiah Thomas. You better be prepared to take away something. Okay? You better be prepared to take away something. There was a reason the Detroit Pistons made a run in the 80s and the 90s. And it wasn't until we were prepared to take away something and we had the defensive team and the defensive presence to understand how to beat a team with time and score. People think the Detroit Pistons were great because they were a great defensive team. They were a great defensive team. But you know what they were the best at? They knew how to manage time. And score. There you go, Tate. There you go. Well, for the listeners at home, now we understand why Trey Young is, you know, thriving so far in the playoffs. Now we get it. Don't now tell we nobody, a- though, Tate. Let's just watch it. Let's, <laughs> let's watch it. Let's keep talking yeah. about the numbers. Tate, that's the genius. Yeah. The, the level get of sophistication. Lo- get lost in the scoring. Get lost in the numbers. Yeah. Get, we don't even know why the game was played at a low scoring. See, the 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 the... The the league and the, the 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 outsiders thought that those teams were playing defense in the eighties and the nineties. You're just limiting possessions. You knew how to manage the time and score. There were so yeah. many. It was a it was a it was an idea that was prevalent throughout the league. You knew how to manage. So if you played against John Stockton, he knew it. Magic Johnson, he knew it. Fat Lever. He knew it. The Bulls, myself, John Paxson, Michael Jordan, uh, uh, Scottie Pippen, he knew it. Larry Bird, he knew it. Mm -hmm. All of these people knew it. Muggsy Bogues. He knew it. How do you play in the league at his size if you didn't know that? You can't. But he, Muggsy Bogues could manage the time and score as, as well as anybody. And the only times he had problems when people trapped him on those pick and rolls, as okay. we talked about, because he was so small. Something has happened in the league now where we call it pace and space. 
Okay. So now we have in the league now guards who are scoring guards. So now there's no more time management. Pace and space. The only way to counter it is three-point shooting. I got to outscore you. Why? Because I'm not managing the game anymore. Mm. I understand why they play the way they play. If you can't manage the game, if you can't manage time, then you got to do something to counter it. Well, if I'm if, if, if the guys don't want to run the offense and manage the game, well, we just better outscore the other guys because this is the NBA and everybody's going to make a run. Yep. I love it. There's your lesson for the day for the listeners at home. Uh, BJ, I'm excited to see what happens uh, in game two. I'm excited to see what the Bucks try to do to try to, you know, throw those counters at Trey Young, see if they get him a little bit rattled, see if they can shake him from managing that time and score like we talked about. Uh, is there anything else before we get out of here? Tate, if you <laughs> are in water, my friend. <laughs> you got to make waves. This is pushing through. We appreciate everybody listening, and we will be back early next week to talk all about the Eastern and the Western Conference Finals. We'll see you then. 